0: G'day. Welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. I'm Graham Curry, your host from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilos or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and I successfully maintained that weight loss now coming up 2 years. I wanted to bring this series of podcasts to you to give you an insight into what it's like to living an intermittent fasting lifestyle. I'm also the author of the book The Fasting Highway, which is a story of my journey overcoming chronic addiction to fast food and sugar, and taking that walk from morbid obesity to normality. So sit back here with us on the Fasting Highway in the next few weeks and listen to some inspiring guests and some experts in the intermittent fasting community. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the show. G'day and welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast and this is episode 57. So today I'm very pleased to be joined by Ava Brody, and Ava is from the United Kingdom, where she's married to her loving husband, Terry. And in her 30s, Ava noticed that her weight started to become an issue, and for the next 25 years of her life, she joined all sorts of slimming clubs, and just wasn't finding the results that she was seeking. Nothing seemed to be working. And then in 2016, she discovered Dr. Jason Bung and read the obesity code and fell in love with the idea of intermittent fasting and also the science behind it. And then she found Gin Stevens' Delay Don't Deny community, and the rest, as they say, is history. So here to tell us all about her journey is the very inspirational Ava Brody. Oh, good day, Ava, and welcome to the Fasting Highway, and thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Graham. Thanks for inviting me. It's lovely.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really nice to have you here. Thank you. So Ava, for those that don't know you, we heard a bit about you in the intro there. If you wouldn't mind just giving us a bit of your backstory and anything problems you had with health and your weight and that sort of thing in, um, in your life and what led you up to actually finding out about intermittent fasting in the first place?
1: Well, Graham, I've um, I've struggled with my weight um, most of my life. i uh, well, actually not, because when I was when I was younger, I was always slim. I was very slim um, and very skinny, um, and I could eat whatever I wanted to. I was always um, a very active child, and eating whatever I want wanted to. But when I got to the age of around thirty, that's when the the weight started to to sort of stay with me. Prior to that, I, I put. A few pounds on and lose it no problem, Um, but my main problem was sugar. From a from a small age, I would eat. I was very picky eater. Um, I wouldn't eat sort of main meals, but if it came to a pudding, I'd soon you know eat that. So and I didn't really bother. I just used to eat you know whatever whatever I wanted. And my parents, I don't think they knew the depth of my um, my sweet tooth. Because um, going to school, I spend all my pocket money on sweets and, and chocolates. Um, so that was really the problem that I had. Got to around 30 and the weight started to, to go on, um, and I continued to eat cakes, sweets, all kinds of, of sweet stuff. And um, I joined you name it Weight Watchers, Slimming World, um, Rose Connolly, um, Rachel Ricketts all the known diet clubs, I actually joined. Um, I actually um, work for Weight Watchers as a consultant. And throughout that time, I would lose weight. But soon as I stopped, I would put it on again. And so I was what you call a yo-yo dieter. Um, went up and down, up and down. And I got to age about 35 and my weight just ballooned. I went up to around about twelve stone, which is um, 168 pound. Um, it's around about seventy, about seventy eight kilograms. In the UK, we we use pounds and stones. Yeah. So it's about about seventy eight kilograms, and um, I, I just continue to fight my weight. Um, I went through a phase where I was on low low calorie. Um, I'd eat anything that was low calorie yogurts low calorie pop uh, diet coke um, anything I did a butter um, I had sweeteners because I tried to I tried to curb my um, my sweet tooth by using sweeteners and this went on for a number a number of years and I just thought this is a way of life you know I've got to keep going I've got to keep fighting my weight because as soon as I'd lose a few pounds um, and then I'd relax and then my weight came back on again so it was a it was a vicious circle of up and down up and down um and obviously a long story but fast forward to about 2016 and I just I was just fed up you know I was just fed up with with putting weight on and um and I came across um Jason Fung um and I just read it and read it and I think I think I wasn't I wasn't ready because I'd held my weight for so long from being sort of, you know, being sort of 20 to about 40, being the same weight, that I just, I just wasn't ready. But then I just continued. I thought there's something in this. I just, I just loved the science behind the um, Jason Fung and about the type 2 di- diabetes. Um, my mum had that. Um, and we have high blood pressure through the family. So I knew I had to, I knew something had to, had to, had to change. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's when I, I found intermittent
0: fasting. You mentioned there that you had a few issues with sugar and that sort of thing. So, and then your weight sort of crept up a bit during your life in your sort of later stages, you know, you were pretty good when you were younger. So do you think that the sugar really had an impact on your weight? And that was the main reason the sugary foods that you were eating in the first place, it made you overweight? hundred percent graham um
1: as i say i mean i i went through a phase where um you know driving to work i'd buy bags of sweets you know literally not small bags big family bags of sweets and i would eat them um so like you you know um sitting in your car was a secret eater i was a secret eater in my car um again on the way home from work um i would go and buy packets of sweets, chocolates, um, and I'd just happily sit in the car. The drive the drive from work to, um, to home was about, uh, about 40, 50 minutes and sometimes I'd, I'd eat the sweets and then halfway I'd stop off again at, at a supermarket or a shop and I'd buy more sweets. So I knew, I knew definitely that the sugar had a big impact um, really on the cravings because i didn't have a big appetite i never i wasn't one for eating big meals but you put a big dessert in front of me or a big cake and i'd have it i'd eat the, the whole lot and still crave more so yeah definitely the sugar had a major impact on my weight and my health as well What did you start your
0: fasting protocol at, Ava what, what were your hours um well i
1: as I said, I read, I read um, Jason Fung and then I read Jin Stevens' all her books, um, but it wasn't until actually I read your book, um, because it was, your book was just so, was so sort of easy to read and I've never done, I'd, I'd always done a 16-8 or an 18-6, but I've never done a 23-1 so I thought, whoa, let me, just, let me see if I can do it. Because I never, I never thought I could go longer than 16, eight or 18 um, previously. And um, when I read your book and the 23 one just I just thought, I'll try this, it, it may work. And what also worked was when I read your book, because you were so sort of hooked on sugar, similar to me, I thought, I need to tackle that as well. I need to, I need, before I can go into it, cause I wasn't clean fasting. I was, I, would, I wouldn't say that when I first started, I I fasted properly at all. I was what you call dirty fasting. Um, so I knew when I read, when in your book you said that you had to, I think you spent two or three months detoxing on, on sugar and that's what I had to do. Um, so last June, I sort of just went cold turkey and, and gave up sugar.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic, and you're referring to my book, The Fasting Highway, there, which really I I wanted to write people like myself that had issues with sugar and you know closet eating, similar to yourself, and I knew there was so many people out there in the same boat, and I thought, well, if they can pick this up and actually see that I'm a guy that can turn it around. I mean, yeah, on a scale of addiction, Ava, I think I was an eleven out of ten. I was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And so you came to it, when you say that you were dirty fasting, what sort of things were you doing? Like creaming your coffee or something or milk or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still having, I was still having, um, I gave up I gave up actual the white sugar in your coffee in two years ago and I gave up sweetness, but I was still having milk. I was still having milky, a milky coffee. Um, and I still have the odd Diet Coke just because I had the cravings. So I just thought, well, if I don't eat, I still can drink <laughs> um so in my in my fasting i'd still have milky coffee and, and diet coke which obviously was spiking my insulin you know so obviously i wasn't getting the weight loss that I, that I thought that that you know that i um that i wanted i think um most of us, a lot of us go into this with a um when we first go into it we we feel we go into it for weight loss um and then we i think I felt like that, oh this is a miracle this is this is going to be fantastic, you know I'm going to start fasting and all the weight's going to drop off. Um, no, it it didn't because at one I was dirty fasting and two, it's not a miracle. It's not a miracle cure fasting. Um, yeah. The the, the, ben, the benefits are far, you know far sort of higher than than weight loss.
0: Yeah, totally agree with that. And intermittent fasting isn't a silver bullet. It's not a quick fix. No. It's a lifestyle change. And with everything else, you've got to be patient and give it time. I just wanted to talk about the dirty fasting, and then you you found out the transition. You read about the clean fasting and the benefits mm-hmm. of that. So when you started clean fasting, did you notice a difference almost straight away? Like just in general, how you felt?
1: Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, it wasn't just the it wasn't just the weight loss. It was I felt better. I felt I had more energy. Um, oh, and I was always chewing gum. I was always, you know, chewing gum or having some kind of sugar-free, I find these little sugar-free sweets that you can get in a packet. Um, so I'd, every now and again, I'd pop one of those in as well, And um, which were obviously not. But as soon as I started clean fasting, the, the difference the difference in my, um, I just felt better. I just felt so good. And also um, my craving for sugar reduced, kept reducing. And I found that I was no longer, you know, after I'd eaten something, I no longer wanted that that sweet, that, that dessert. I didn't I didn't need it. If I wanted it, I could have it. But if I didn't want it, then that was fine. I, I would just, I didn't go looking for something sweet, which uh, yeah. through clear fasting.
0: I think what you mentioned there about the sugar addiction and having to deal with that, you know, is a separate issue. And I, I really, really think that's a great point because... I always say to people, if you've got an addiction like sugar addiction or fast food addiction, or you may have an addiction to alcohol or something like that, then intermittent fasting itself isn't going to cure that because you're going to carry that addiction into that intermittent fasting protocol and you're going to be craving stuff all day. And when that window opens, you're just going to go straight back to that addiction. It's really going to slow you down. So for me personally, I mean, I didn't know at the time that, you know, that I, what I was doing was detoxing from the sugar and all that and then intermittent fasting came along after that but in hindsight and everybody i mentor now i just tell them look if you've got a problem with sugar or fast food addiction or anything Mm -hmm. like that you need to deal with this first because you're going to carry this into this intermittent fasting lifestyle and it's going to dog you in your window would you agree with that that dealing with that helps
1: yeah yes definitely i think if i'd have you know when i when i first started um when i came across intermittent fasting if i would have curbed my my trigger food which was sugar if i'd have if i've got that under you know under control then the fasting would have been a lot easier and as i say as soon as i soon as i started um clean fasting it was just per it was just brilliant so you know definitely if you've got a trigger whether it's whether it's fast food whether it's whether it's sugar, whether it's the alcohol, if you, can, if you can nip that in the bud, if you can control that, I believe that you know, you're know you sort of halfway there virtually. Yeah,
0: I agree. And plus closet eating and that sort of thing as well. So Ava, obviously in the first few months, let's just run back and when you started, let's talk about your stats. Um, when you sort of first started that clean fasting period, Just tell our listeners about what weight you were if you're happy to share that and also sort of what height you are and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, well, um, I'm five foot, five foot three. I don't know what that is in centimetres. I'm 63 years old. Um, And I started off at around 168 pounds. It was, when I first started, it was very slow, very slow. I'd lose a pound every couple of weeks. I may sometimes put it on Um, but then I, as I said, I've, I've been fasting for quite some time since 2016 off and on, but it wasn't until I properly started to fast that my weight shifted. Um, so I went down from, from 168 to around about 140. Um, and I think that the last 20 pound sort of like went when I stopped, when I stopped, um, when I started clean fasting and that was last year. That was um that was sort of locked down last year um when it when it, it was march when it first started um but it wasn't until june that i went sugar free that um my weight started to move and i'm i'm now I'm now around 120 about 126 pounds which is about 58 kilograms I, but i lose more i've lost more inches you know a lot i've lost more inches than i have and i've lost seven inches for my waist um and I put that in, I put that down to sugar, because I think when you when you eat a lot of a lot of sugar, it, especially for women, it sits on your hips, it sits on your waist, um, and my waist just went right down from it was 34 inches to um, 27. Wow, um, 27 inches. So that That's was for me, That was um, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. It's um, it's the sugar, all right? <laughs> You're talking to a guy that was a. <laughs> 46, 48 inch weights and went down to 34. So that was a result of me getting the sugar out of my system. And and it is hard sugar addiction. Let's face it. I mean, you know, you've read and it's well documented in these podcasts and my book and everywhere else and my Facebook group that I I tried to do a cold turkey by just cutting off my, you know, the closet eating and the fast food drive throughs and everything like that. I just stopped doing Mm. it. But the sugar was harder because. Almost everything you find, it's got some sort of packet around it. It's got some type of sugar in it. And I always, once I learned that, and I started learning about the nutrition labels and how to read them, and in particular, you would have seen there, you would have read, Ava, about what I talked about, the hidden sugars and the different oh, names. Yeah. I mean, we, we used to pick up these things in the supermarket. We'd see 99% sugar-free. And as a sugar addict, you'd be going, oh, wow, oh, well, I could eat five of them. But then you... When you find out, you actually have a look at the ingredients and it tells you it has all these hidden sugars and that sort of thing and and the artificial sweeteners and everything else, which is a sugar addict's worst nightmare. And you yeah. mentioned there the diet drinks with your Spartan and that sort of thing that just trigger you like crazy. Yeah, and then I think once you actually learn about what sugar is in food, it makes it so much easier. Did you sort of go on that sort of journey where you started investigating the sugar aspects of different food?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, sugar is hidden in or in everything, from from pickles to crisps, to, it, to sweet things. There's, there's do you know there's there's the saccharin? I mean, the sugar-free um, sweets um, that people go to or want to lose weight. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start eating low. You know, low sugar, but the saccharin it is so dangerous for the body. Um, so now I, I read all labels, and it, it's frightening, Graham. How much sugar is hidden in foods? Why, do, you know, do the manufacturers need to hide sugar? It shouldn't. It should be regulated, so they have to show on the packages proper instructions. Because a lot of people don't read the actual labels; they look at the they look at um, certain contents, but then. the small writing a lot of a lot of people don't read it so when you think you're eating something healthy you're not it's actually unhealthy so now i don't have anything i don't have anything in the cupboard i don't buy anything without without reading the labels um and i've done it i've done it so much that now i know you know it's a bit of a pain when you it's a bit of a pain when you first start because you've got to read everything but if you want to become healthy and you want to finally get rid of your addictions I think it's a I think it's imperative that you you know you read labels.
0: Yeah, it is. And the other thing is I found very helpful for myself was I started shopping around the outside of the supermarket. So instead of going down the aisles where all the packaged food is, I was trying to buy things that weren't so packaged up that I knew that there was hidden things in them. And that really helped me because all the damage was being done down those aisles. I mean, if I stuck around the outside, the fruit and veg section, the meat section, the dairy section, then at least I you I was avoiding a lot of the things that were really, really yes. high in sugar. Like things like baked beans, right? I used to love baked beans, <laughs> tomato sauce. Tomato sauce yeah. was the joy of my life. I I seriously, from a young age, Ava, I would have tomato sauce on everything. I used to have tomato sauce <laughs> sandwiches. I loved it so much and take them to school. And then when I found out how much sugar was in tomato sauce, how much sugar was in baked beans, it really shocked me to the core. Yeah. And then I started thinking about my daily breakfast, right? So my normal breakfast would be cereal, milk, um, a banana, uh, orange juice, probably two glasses of orange juice, a flat white coffee, and maybe one of those small tubs of yogurt, you know. And it doesn't sound very bad. It, it actually sounds quite harmless. That's probably about a standard breakfast for a lot of people. And then when I added it up, once I learned about how much sugar was in food, I was having 27 teaspoons of sugar a day before I left the house. And that was... And then, of course, I had to drive through and a double whammy of the sugar and the cakes and the slices during the day. And then I had five cans of Coke a day, five, six cans. There was another 60 teaspoons. So at the height, I worked out I was having about 110 teaspoons of sugar a day. So you imagine sitting there with a teaspoon and a packet of sugar, right? And tipping 110 teaspoons out into a bowl and then eating that sugar. And then, yeah, it was a really hard journey. And I really applaud the fact that you've taken stock of your life now and you've realized you've had this issue. But let's move into things like the fasting itself. I mean, you obviously had that down Pat fairly well and then you got to that window and you mentioned there that you are eating the healthier food and that sort of thing and the trouble is that some of us just can't eat everything we want in that window can we
1: no i i I definitely can't eat everything i want in my window and you know i love what you say keep your eye on your own plate Um, because you know one person could eat fish and chips or you know, a takeaway every night. I can't, I've got to, I've got to have a, well, I've always eaten healthy when I actually eat. Um, uh, because I love fruit, I love vegetables, I love fish, I love chicken. Um, so, so now when I first started uh, intermittent fasting, I was having pizza, I was having anything I wanted within my window. Um, but it wasn't, I didn't feel I didn't feel it, it. It wasn't working. My body does not like carbs. It, it will. If I eat bread, pasta, <laughs> rice, it, my, my body just blows up. So I know. I'm not saying that I'll never ever be able to have carbs, but right now I know that even now, if I have if I have a um, bread, um, then I know it. I feel bloated with it. So um, I just. Yeah my body I can't have carbs
0: yeah so I'm pretty much the same Ava and I know if I walk past a bakery and look at a loaf of bread in the window my belt and my pants feels tight already it's uh <laughs> that's that my relationship with bread you know I just bread and me just don't mix and even though I love bread with all my heart and now if I'm gonna eat bread and maintenance now for two years so I, I have bread now and again but not a lot of it but the difference is is I don't eat the whole loaf, I just eat a couple of bits. And that's where the appetite correction, and I was gonna ask you this, we talk about appetite correction, and you mentioned there that you're a closet eater and you'd stop halfway home and get the extra packet of sweets and all that, because that was that appetite that was out of control and your cravings for your Mm. sugar. Did you find that you had your appetite corrected within the minute of fasting, and when did that come for you?
1: Most definitely. Um, Again, as soon as I stopped eating the sugar, um, I found that I was able to eat my my one meal. Um, well, I have I have one meal. I have a um, starter, either main, and then I'll have a, a dessert. And my dessert is mainly uh, berries with a bit of Greek yogurt. Um, but I found that when I first started, I was cleaning my plate. You know, I eat all three meals um, in that one hour or whatever. Um, but now I actually leave food. I can't, you know, my stomach has shrank that much that um, I am no longer, I'm, I'm no longer constantly eating or looking for food. So my appetite has has been corrected. I mean, I started my fast yesterday at, at six. Um, my window closed at six um, yesterday evening. And I'm not hungry. <laughs> Do you know, I'm, I'm literally I could go another five hours i'm not hungry just because my appetite has been corrected whereas who i would never have thought that i would be able to go 23 hours or 18 hours or 16 hours without food just yeah. drinking water black coffee
0: do you talk here about your your one meal a day lifestyle and i mean some people just get confused about oh man one meal a day they just think what you only have yeah. one plate of food a day but I always say to them, no, what I do is I do the restaurant style, which you've just talked about, mm. where I'll have an opener. Um, when I was losing the weight, I was doing 23 and one like yourself. And then I'd open at 5 o'clock in the afternoon when I got home from work and I'd have something like you know, cheese, crackers, tomatoes, chorizo, um, some cold meat, something like that, maybe some fruit, um, berries. And I was a creature of habit, so I, I did that a lot. And then I'd have my main meal. And then like you, um, dessert was usually berries and things like Greek yogurt for me. Yeah. If I felt like it, some days I didn't, and then I'd have like cream in my coffee or something like that, or maybe a bit of cheese mm. and a couple of crackers to close. But I want to talk too about when you're eating in your window, and it's important to let people know that start fasting, whatever window or fasting protocol you choose, and we just mentioned we we don't judge anybody about what they eat or what no. fasting protocol they do, but it's important if you only have a one-hour eating window or a two-hour window, four, six, eight, whatever, is just to eat to that point where you are full and you're satisfied and you're satiated. And I think a lot of people think, well, my window's one hour, and even though I'm full as a bull, after 15 minutes, I've still got 45 minutes to go. So I'm just going to keep eating. Yeah. And then they get to that point where they get that really stuck feeling and they've got to go lie yeah. on the couch and undo their pants. And I always say to people, when you get to that point where you feel that aha moment, and it does come after a while, it takes a few weeks, a couple of months, and you get to that point where it's just like, yes, I'm done. And some days for me, that may only be 20 minutes, 25 minutes in that hour. And then I sort of changed it around when I got to maintenance. But speaking of maintenance, Ava, let's talk about that. Is it something you've been thinking about when you get there and you're obviously going to probably consider doing intermittent fasting for life now and have you have you thought about a plan maybe how you're going to handle that? Uh,
1: initially um, when I was sort of reaching sort of towards my goal I'm not there yet I'm not far off um, I was a bit sort of I was a bit scared because I think I, because I thought about previous years when I'd lost weight and then I'd gone on, on holiday then I'd come back and it would then spiral from a holiday to a birthday to Christmas and then new year would come and I would then be heavier. Um, so as I say, initially I was a bit scared, but I'm not, I'm no longer scared. I'm looking forward to maintenance. I'm looking forward to, to being at my ideal, my ideal weight for my body. Um, I'm looking forward to this lifestyle for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, and for me, it's it's forever learning, forever learning about this way of life because it's it's fascinating. Once you get into it, once you start to believe, once you follow the process of this this way of life, I don't believe you can ever go back. well I, I certainly want me going back to um, to a three meal a day person. Um, I just love this way of life. and maintenance for me will be I know that in the future, my future from here on, that I will be able to have a holiday. I will be able to have a birthday. I will be able to have a, uh, an occasion, go to a party, whatever, and know that I'll be able to go out, dine, fine dine, um, eat the way I want, the way the, the eat, you know, foods that I love. And the next day, jump back on, right back on to my fasting protocol. And that's, yeah. that's the beauty about fasting. It is.
0: And... Lifestyle versus diet, Ava. That's what that is. So I wanted to ask you too about that. I mean, we talked about the mental part and the mindset, but also your confidence levels. I don't know what they were like beforehand, but since you've been doing IF, are you more confident and more sort of have more swagger within yourself?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm quite a shy child, um, and I still can, I still now can be a little bit shy, um, but I found since since losing the weight, um, my confidence just has got better and better. And because my passion, um, I have a passion for health, always have, always will. Um, and, you know, I, I just want to shout out to the world about this way of life. Um, and that's where my confidence has, has, has come in. Um, yeah, so I feel, I feel more confident. I feel more happier within myself. Um, my mindset, I've had to work on, on my mindset um because i've done a lot of reading um but yes my confidence has soared soared greatly
0: yes definitely. yeah and i'll have to tell our listeners too that i, I am, am actually looking at ava right now because we're doing this by video and recording the uh, audio out of it and you mentioned that you were 63 and i've got to tell you you <laughs> do not look 63
1: no one believes what i say what i say my age no one believes me I definitely am 30 I feel 30 but I'm definitely 63 I just um when, I'm, when i when I was overweight I think I looked i think I look older because my, my weight was was in my face and you know top heavy um but since losing the weight my my um my skin's much clearer uh, and I've got so much energy <laughs> so much energy it's unbelievable yeah. yeah, that's thank a lot you. of
0: health benefits and <laughs> what we talk about, the NSV, so have you got any more of them to sort of share, the the, the non-scale victories that oh, have for you and the health benefits? Run us through those.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, one of the major ones, I had, uh, I've had. i got quite a few moles. Um, it runs in the family and, and skin tags. Um, skin tags mainly on my, was on my face. The just disappearing, just disappearing. I've never known that before. My aunt, she had she had skin tags all down her face, all down her neck, and I started to get them. And I thought, "Gosh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to go like my aunt with all these skin tags." But no, they're just disappearing. Um, I also had a a mole that was growing on my leg, and um, I thought I better get that looked at. I took a photo of it, and I thought I'll keep my eye on it, and then within the next sort of week or so, I'll, I'll go to the doctor's. A week later. I went to look at it, and it gone. I, Graham, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I couldn't believe that, the, and it's now just like a beauty spot, flat, nothing there. Um, I had, um, I also had problems with, but with a with an eye infection that I kept having. I had, um, I had a cyst many years ago. I had to have it removed, and since that, I, I had a watery eye, and it was just constantly um watering and give me pain. That has virtually gone. Still a little bit of, you know, uh, irritation here and there, but not as much as it was, you know, previous to um, to clean fasting. Um, my ring, my wedding rings, I've had to get, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you call them, ring sizes, because they're just, and, and I've got to resize them again because I think they just go on and off and I don't want to lose those um uh high blood pressure uh, runs through the family um that's been reduced from 10 milligram to 5 milligram um i don't i don't know whether i'll come off it i'm hoping that i will come off it um because my blood pressure is is normal um high cholesterol i've had that as well that's that's now low lowest it's ever been absolutely um fantastic Uh, I, i just some of the, some of the, uh, the benefits of, of, of intermittent fasting is, is to be seen by the person who's doing it, you know. Um, also, I had a lot, when I, when I was eating a lot of sugar, I blame it on the sugar. It had a lot of chronic pain in my, in my stomach, um, in so much as I went to the doctors and they did they did a scan and they put the camera down. I went, uh, I had all, it had all tests, blood tests, and it, everything I had came back negative, but I was still having constant pain. Um, and my GP said, you know, you're just going to have to take painkillers because there's nothing, we can't see anything, we can't treat you for anything because, you know, we can't find anything. as soon as I started clean fasting and cut out the sugar, within a month, I realised the pain literally had gone. And... Um, what can you put that down to? I can't put that down to anything other than clean fasting and removing sugar from my, from my diet.
0: Yeah. I and mean, if you said to people, Hey, I had these skin tags and these moles and I started intermittent fasting and they've gone away. Your skin looks amazing. And you know, they just look at you and think you're crazy. It's like, Absolutely. you know, when but people that you me really well, and they, you that they have seen the psoriasis that you've, you've read about that I had. And yeah, um, I had it for 20 years over and the people that knew me really well after about six months that psoriasis completely left and it was all over the backs of my hands and my knuckles and my elbows knees everywhere and I sort of started seeing it fade about three months and at six it went and I used to have people commenting especially colleagues at work and business meetings and that because they'd be looking at you and they could see that you would lost weight and then they'd say to me Not only have you lost weight, what's happening about that psoriasis that you've had all these years, ever since we've known you? Your skin looks incredible. And I said, well, I I can't put it down to anything else. Like you just said, that's all I've done differently. And I believe it was the sugar too, even though I had three specialists that told me it had nothing to do with my food that Mm -hmm. I was eating. So I told them that I was a sugar addict. And um, I really want to go back to these skin specialists that took in-depth photographs of that psoriasis. Mm -hmm. And walk in there and make an appointment and compare them and just go, what's happened here? Because I love to say to them, look, what have you got to lose? Somebody with chronic psoriasis or a skin condition, tell mm. them yeah. to give this a go. Because and not only myself, but I interviewed uh, Dan and Kelly Buckley on this podcast, and Kelly had psoriasis everywhere, all over her head. She didn't wear shorts for twenty years because she was so embarrassed about wow. her psoriasis, and and it left her body and. So when you hear this over and over again, the skin tags, I hear that all the time. Moles going. I interviewed a guy who was in a bad car accident, Justin Claypool, um, and the scars, deep scarring that he had, thick scarring on his body, started fading, going away. I mean, all these things, they stack up in what we call health benefits. So many of them, Ava, it's it's quite convincing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely convincing. And I think you should go back, you should make probably going back to your specialist and showing him the the, you know the the actual you know your hands and all where you where all your expert was and and let him see for himself you know because i think the sooner we get it out to soon soon as we get it across to to the medical profession the better
0: yeah i agree so let's talk about um exercise in your journey what was your exercise like before you started and I know you've been in lockdown there, and it's been a bit tricky. What's the exercise like for you now? Is it something you enjoy?
1: Yeah, I've always exercised. Um, I've always loved exercises. I've always, I've always been a, a gym, been a member of a gym. Uh, I love the outdoor. Um, I've done five Ks. I've done KH to five K, but I'm not a lover of running or jogging. Uh, but I love to walk. So. Um, I go out most days and do do an hour. Uh, on a weekend, we I meet a friend and we go out for a hike, and we we, we perhaps do ten to fifteen k walk. Um, I'm fortunate to live just on the edge of the Pennines, which is um, it's miles and miles of hills and valleys and dales, uh, reservoirs, lakes. Um, so I, I go out sort of on a weekend doing a doing a big trek so i love exercising um and i found i find that now the more i've got more energy i'll
0: just do more exercising (laughs) you know when you get when you get that weight off i think what happens is that you get more joy from exercise because you feel so good so you get the double whammy of the exercise and you actually feel good when you leave the house and you know you might buy some you know sporty looking clothes to go for a walk Mm. or something like that and and this makes you feel so much better. So yeah. I wanted to talk too about you mentioned there your wedding rings, that sort of thing. And obviously you've got a family. Um, what was that like for you, the support from your family, your colleagues, that sort of thing around your lifestyle and what you're doing now? When I first started, I just didn't tell anybody. I just didn't mention it. I just didn't mention it to
1: anybody. I was just um, I was on the the, the fasting Facebook groups. So you know, I was able to chat in there and and um, have support from the group. Um, so I didn't really tell many of my family, um, and with lockdown happening, and we're we unfortunately we're still in lockdown in the UK. Um, so I haven't seen quite a lot of my family, um, and I have I have sort of dropped sort of like uh, little hints about what I'm doing, but I haven't got into the full I haven't got into the full um, extent of fasting, but I have um, I have a group of. Uh, friends that we we used to go out walking with and when lockdown came um we set up a a zoom so we zoom on a monday evening We zoom and we there's about six of us in the group and i was able to share with them the fasting my, my, what i was doing and because they kept saying you're losing weight what what are you doing <laughs> um and um so i shared with them that i was fasting and uh, out of the six of them three of them are started to fast um, one of them has bought your book. She's actually um, bought the Fasting Highway, um, and they're loving it, and they're having a lot of a lot of um, a lot of results from from fasting. Uh, so my family, I'm not um, not really told them. They're not really I haven't really seen them yet. My husband, he's very supportive, very very supportive in whatever I do. He supports me, and um, I mean he's six foot two and he's slim, so. You know, but he actually eats healthy as well, so that's really good for me because that I don't have to I don't have to have him sitting there eating crisps and chocolates and you know and tempting me. So he's really you know that's really that's really been been very helpful to have a supportive husband. And I think it's it's it is important to have someone who your partner support you. It
0: makes life so much easier um, along along your journey. I wanted to ask you, what do you say to people? I mean you're a very youthful looking 63 year old woman who would say to you I'm too old
1: like I would say you're never too old to start anything new whether it's exercise whether it's finding a new a new life for yourself you you've got to do it cuz if not now when you know um, you know looking back um, in my 40s if I find, if I found this within my in my 40s who knows what would have happened Um, But if you keep putting it off, putting it off, you're going to get older and older and older. And for me, the age is just a number, you know, um, with fasting and looking after yourself, eating good foods. It all contributes to looking youthful, because if you're if you've got all this this inflammation and pain and unhappiness, it's going to age you. You're gonna age. You're gonna look old. You're gonna feel old. So whether you, whether you, whatever age you are, in your forties and your fifties and your sixties and your seventies, and I know on the group we've got an eighty-four-year-old lady, um, and I'm in awe because you know eighty-four years old and to be doing this lifestyle, there is there is room for, there's proof that we're all any age we can do it at any age,
0: you know, yeah. and I think it's fantastic. And I know there was a point in my life, Ava, where I thought, I'm never going to be anything else but obese, too. And then when I made that switch finally when I was 55, and yeah, there was a lot of love behind it. I've got to admit that because, you know, Lou and I found each other a bit later in life. And then I thought, you know, I want to crack 25, 30 years with this woman. And so if I don't do something about my weight and my habits, then I'm going to die on her at a young age. Yeah. and I thought yeah. yeah that was a catalyst That's right it. there but yeah, Ava we're getting towards the end of the podcast here but obviously you have such a great handle on this and an insight and so if you could go back to the start and thinking about things that you know now you wish you'd known then what would you tell a beginner that was just starting out what would be the advice you would give them in a nutshell?
1: Time is key because a lot of people can't find, find fasting and they want to they want to do it right away, they want to go into fasting and within a month, two months, they want to have lost all the weight. You've got to slow it right down. You've got to enjoy the journey. You've got to follow the, pro- the process of it all um, and be patient. You've got to be patient because I never used to have patience. I wanted, you know, I wanted things yesterday. I wanted to rush through things. And one thing fasting has taught me is that you've got to have, you've got to give it time. You've got to take it one day at a time. If you're clean fasting, if you're eating good foods, it's gonna get better and better and better. You know, I've, I've seen the group people come on and say, well, oh, I've, been, I've been fasting for, you know, a couple of months and nothing seems to be happening. You've got to, you know, you've got to just slow it down, take your time and enjoy your journey right from beginning. Because when you when you start day one, you don't know what's going to happen you you, it's it's all new to you but you get to day 30 day 40 and you will you will just start loving you'll start loving the journey so yeah definitely time and, and, and patience
0: yeah i love that and very much similar mirrors my sort of thoughts as well i mean for me there's four pillars of success there's the clean fast there's making that window as worthy as you can and i always say I wanna eat whatever makes me feel my greatest. Not, I wanna eat whatever I want. I wanna no. eat what makes me feel my greatest and I wanna operate the best I can for my future. And then another thing is the mindset, positive mindset. No. The affirmations daily, telling yourself something positive about yourself. And that's getting to that point of loving yourself first. You know, making, not in an egotistical way, but in a way that you actually think positively about yourself, you don't beat yourself up. And I love what you said about the time. And I always say to people, you need to give this six to 12 months minimum to be able to give it a critique. And then you can sit down and give it a full review. And then you get all the health benefits and the non-scale victories we talk about. Mm, They will not happen in two weeks Um, for me. It took me fifty-five years to get to three hundred and fifty-seven pounds, one hundred and sixty odd kilos, and it wasn't going to take me five minutes to undo it. And in the end, it took me fourteen months or something like that to get the weight off. So it's a short period of time, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah
1: it, it is. It's you know. Can I just say, it's, um, I used to hate myself. When I, I, I used to hate looking in the mirror. I used to hate having my pictures taken because I didn't like what I but I what I, what I look what I was looking at and you've got to start lo- loving yourself and, and I love affirmations and now I can honestly say that I love myself and you've got to start loving yourself you know I'm always taking selfies and taking photographs and you know where before that wouldn't happen absolutely wouldn't happen um, so you've got to start loving yourself and if you want if, if you if you don't know where to start just look there's so much on the internet you can buy books you can you know, um, the, the, the actual uh, the, the actual groups you go into, you can feel the love coming out of the group, you know. And can I just say as well that over the years I've joined so many different um, Facebook uh, fasting groups. Um, I'm only, I only belong to three, yours, Jean's and Jason Fung's and the positivity in, in your group is amazing. So anybody's doubting themselves or feeling not feeling good about themselves, just start to love yourself and join the groups because it's 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 what you need, what you really yeah. need. It's been very stressful, but I'm really looking forward to, um, to coming back in, in however long, six months time. And just thank you so much for giving
0: me this opportunity to to talk to you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thanks for joining me here on the Fasting Highway, Ava, and I look forward to talking to you in six months' time. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Ava. Wonderful chat. And I think you have a great handle on the intermittent fasting lifestyle. And I think you're going to find that you're going to be very, very successful in maintaining that weight loss there for the rest of your life. And I think you finally found the key that you've been looking for. And it was such a great testament to this lifestyle. And we all hear it, and we all hear it every week, about the health benefits, not just the weight loss. And I think you really reinforce that message. So thank you so much also for being an inspiring member of the Fasting Highway Facebook community. I also just wanted to quickly thank everybody that's been buying my book out there on Amazon, in both paperback and Kindle. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Thanks for all the great reviews and also the hundreds of messages I've been getting from all around the world the last few months. I'm really glad that it resonated with some people. So anyway, until next week, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.